DiscerningHearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor Essif is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by Pope St. John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, and sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. And next Sunday, we're going to start preparing for his advent into the world. He is the savior of the world. And so all mankind is really subject to him. And so Ezekiel and the gospel of today, Matthew, are having us think of the Lord as the shepherd and the magnificent teaching of Ezekiel. The shepherd has come for the salvation of his sheep. But he has also come to judge the sheep, each one of us. And some people might think that today is something that every single one of us is going to have to make an accounting of ourselves and what we have done. What have you done? Every father is going to answer, what have you done with my children? Every mother. What have you done with my children? Every Christian is going to have to answer, what have you done with what I have given you? Jesus in his accounting, but even before that, Ezekiel reminds us, as for you, my sheep, says the Lord God, I will judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. Jesus picks up on this in Matthew's gospel of the last judgment. And so we hear today in the gospel of Matthew, and it's the gospel of the last judgment. Jesus talking to his sheep when he says to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all of the angels with him. He will sit upon his glorious throne. He is the king of kings. And all the nations will assemble before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. It's exactly what Ezekiel said is going to happen. He will place the sheep on his right, the goats on his left. And what is going to be the judgment? Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry. 
and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry? You know, every single one of your mothers who has nursed your baby, who has fed your child, you have done this. Your child, when it's been hungry, and you make them food, when they're soiled and you change their diapers, I was naked and you clothed me. I was ill and you cared for me. Whenever you did this for any child of yours, you did it for him. Every single parent over and over and over again has done this. You fathers, you mothers, when we have the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, we place Jesus as the head of our homes. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Who does that in the family? The enthronement, the king. It's the father. He is the one who takes this kingship authority into his own hands as he places Christ as the head. It's Jesus living through him and in him and his work and his sweat and his labor that goes into caring for every single child, a newly entered into, I was a stranger. I came into this world. You didn't know who I was, how I came. As a mother, you welcomed me. As a father, you've received me. And how many times was I ill? And how many times was I ill-disposed? And even sometimes to the extent where I could even have gone to visit you in prison. Then the righteous will say and answer him, because so many times you do it because it is Jesus that you're caring for. You are the father. You are the mother. God has created primarily a family. And the shepherding and the caring is primarily for your own children. The things that you labor day after day and month after month in educating and caring for God's children for and for little or no gratitude except that you do this out of love. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we do this? When were you hungry and we fed you? Thirsty and you gave us to drink. When did we see you, a stranger, and welcome you, naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, Whatever you did for one of these least brothers 
and sisters of mine, you did it for me. It was Jesus that you cared for. It was Jesus that you took home after your baptism. It was Jesus that you cared for after you brought them home after their first communion. It was him. Each family, that is the greatest and most magnificent awareness that we can have on this Sunday of the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. It wasn't just this child that you take so granted and are so familiar with. It was himself that you did this for. Each and every child comes with its illness, its difficulties, its struggles. To the extent that you expand your hearts and have given every day, this is your power and grace through him and with him and in him. How many times we really, what have you done with what I have given you? And so many times in this brokenness and of relationships that we have, you know, how many times in the family will there intervene money or lies or division? You know, I think on on today, if you and your wife have been divorced, these are still your children. You are the father, you are the mother of those children. How many times have your job interfered with caring for the ones that I gave you? So that you cannot choose between God and mammon. And day after day, you have neglected me for whatever that was in pursuit of your career. Day after day, you have neglected me for whatever lies you may have been pursuing. You see, the lies and the evil one, that's what God called the devil. When in the second part of that judgment, where he says, on this basis also, amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for you, for the devil and his, and his angels. But what is the devil that is constantly roaming around in this world? And when we look at the structure of our families today, how this division has taken place in the church, And in the families of God, yes, when we say we have lost this much, yes, because the devil is what Jesus called him, mammon, the mammon of iniquity, money. He has also called him liar and the father of lies, always constantly trying to tempt us. He has also called him the devil. And demon means the demonic is to separate and divide. And the division among families that has come. The devil and his angels. Where I was hungry, how does it interfere with so many of the things 
that you are called to do. I was hungry and you did not give me food. How many deadbeat dads are there? And you just left them behind and neglected them. I was hungry and you gave me to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me to drink, but you didn't do it for me. You did not give me a drink. You did not take me in when I was a stranger. And you did not give me a welcome when I was naked. You did not clothe me. You did not visit me. And when you do this to many of us in the family structure itself, I think each one of us has to think about what have you done with what I have given you? I have given you this capacity to procreate. What have you done with the child that was conceived? They are mine. I created them. They were mine and I brought them to myself. And they're here now. They're with me. It's not that there will be unforgiveness for those who have had abortions, but have we really examine ourselves. I think abortion is horrible. And it's just against the brokenness of a family, the human family at this point. But it is also a deep, deep sign of the neglect we have for one another in the family. In the family. The, the divisions that have come into our family. What is the name of the devil, the divider, the brokenness? And so the, we have just had a, a holiday in these United States, and it's been Thanksgiving. How many times we come together, and it is such a fracturing of a family, the hatreds, the angers, the unforgivenesses that exist in my heart toward whoever is in my family as an unforgiveness. Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger, naked or ill or in prison, and did not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you. What you did not do for one of these least ones you did not do it for me. And I'm right in your own family. So often within our family structures, we don't have to go out to the entire population of the world. But when we do, when we go to the entire structure of the world, we'll see how much need there is to place Jesus, to enthrone him, First, in our hearts, when a father takes the image of the sacred heart to enthrone him in his home, the place that he has to exist is in his heart. Now I can love as he loves, because that is the one who gives me the power to love. St. Paul reminds us, in today's Mass, in his teaching of Jesus and his power. He has become Lord of Lords.
because as death came into the family through Adam, that same death is lurking in each one of us. For since death came through man, and because that man is in every one of us human beings, resurrection of the dead came through man. For just as in Adam all die, if we live our own life according to our own brokenness, we are not going to be able to love because Jesus is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings through love. He has given to each of us a power through our baptism so that we can love as he loves. For just as Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. Christ the first, then at his command and coming through those who belong to Christ, then comes the end when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father when he has destroyed even every sovereignty and every authority and power. At this particular time, at this particular King of Kings and Lord of Lords, there is a level in each of our hearts of that enthronement, a depth. I have a dear friend who just died yesterday. She has been so powerful in promoting the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Her name is Gloria Hanson. She's been going all over and enthroning, and she will be buried. She died on this great feast of the Sacred Heart. And he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so often in that promotion, she would talk about how she and her husband, you know, with their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And so it is with each of us, family after family, mother and father, all the kinds of marvelous gifts that we have through him and with him, so that every sovereignty and every authority and power will have to be subject to him. As, a, as an exorcist, the devil knows authority. He is very much subject to it. But so often we, who are such inclined to our own will, don't know authority. We have the authority within us, the authority to live the eternal life. There is only one life that is eternal, and that's Jesus Christ who lives within us. All other power is subject to it. And so the power of Satan himself recognizes the power and the name of Jesus Christ. It was through him and with him and in him 
that kingship has come into the world through Christ and with Christ and in Christ. All authority, all kingship, and all honor is to reign over the entire world. When everything is subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected everything to him, so that God may be all in God. That powerful teaching by Paul today in his teaching on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Final thought, the Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. The Lord is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. That same magnificent shepherd has come into the heart of every Christian. He's come into the heart of our bishop. God bless him. He's come into the heart of our priest, our minister. He's come into the heart of our mothers and fathers. He's come into my heart. Even though you're seven or eight years old, the Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. God bless. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer rock-solid and authentic spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com. And join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essef.